Episode 281 of the Biz Talk with Bill Roy podcast. The Wichita Business Journal created this podcast because we want to provide you with some insight into the people, places, companies, organizations, and issues that are important to Wichita's business community. I'm Managing Editor Kirk Seminoff, sitting in for Bill. Textron Aviation had a big week at the annual National Business Aviation Association Convention in Orlando. Announcements of new jet orders, expansion at a Wichita parts distribution facility, and more. Aviation reporter Daniel McCoy is here for the podcast to explain what it means for Wichita's second largest employer. But first, let me tell you about the weekly edition of the Business Journal. Daniel has this week's cover story looking at Textron Aviation's big week in Orlando. That coverage begins on page 12. This week's list is the area's largest office buildings. See which ones have the biggest square footage and how much is available for lease. The list is on page six. Our Young Professionals series this month presents young professionals and human resources. Meet those young professionals beginning on page 15. Part of our mission is to help small and medium-sized businesses grow. One way we try to accomplish that is through our weekly lead section. We list bankruptcies, new real estate deals, building permits, new corporations, who owes back taxes, and court judgments. Our lead section this week begins on page 32. Equity Bank means business. That's why they've created business solutions to help you solve your business challenges. Visit them today at equitybank.com. Well, I'll tell you, as the guy who edits a lot of Daniel McCoy's stories, it was easy to see where most of his attention was this week on Textron Aviation and the company's big goings-on at the National Business Aviation Association Convention in Orlando. The Wichita-based business jet maker had a big week, and Daniel joins me to talk about it. Thanks for joining me, Daniel. Thanks for having me on, Kirk. Well, I lost count by Tuesday afternoon of how many <laughs> Textron Aviation stories we had on our website. Uh this week between an expansion announcement and orders for more than 30 jets and and other news and notes the company was pretty busy at nbaa is that common to be this busy for textron aviation or was this an outlier given the uh environment uh that that everybody's found themselves in here post pandemic um it, it felt uh, even busier than I think um, was expected going in. I had the opportunity to to speak to some company leaders before the show, including CEO Ron Draper, and and their optimism was obviously high. Um, but uh, just the the amount of of news and and orders and and uh, uh, just kind of the overall industry outlook that that you kind of felt uh, from from the news coming out of MBAA, I think. Um, uh, overall, the market was probably even more positive than than I would have thought it would have been um, this year, and uh, it would it would be hard to pick a bigger winner out of all of it than Textron Aviation. We'll get to all of Textron Aviation's news, but I wanted to start here. In your mind, what piece of their news was was the biggest in terms of what it means for Wichita manufacturing? Well, for Wichita manufacturing, probably the biggest piece of news uh, was their announced expansion of their parts and distribution um, center, just because that that is a real uh, a real world indicator of uh, the investment they're making based on the numbers they're seeing in terms of flight activity. So they have to keep up uh, with maintenance demands on their current fleet, but this is obviously also being built 
with an eye on the future and for future jets um, out there in their global fleet. And so that, you know, that leads strongly to indicate that that new production is, you know, materializing and uh, will continue into 2023 and and probably beyond, depending on uh, the forecast you look at. So um, they're definitely prepared to be building more business jets in Wichita than they have um, in, in recent years. And, and if things go as planned, we'll probably, uh, start seeing production levels that they haven't seen since, uh, before the financial collapse of 2008. What would that do in terms of hiring and, and, uh, other factors in the economy for Wichita? Cause like you said, that's 15 years ago. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, they've obviously, uh, been driving a lot of the hiring, uh, locally this year, they and uh, Spirit Aerosystems on the commercial side. Um, what's kind of interesting with Textron Aviation, and and I spoke to an analyst about that uh, this week, is you know their order book. While you know uh, uh, one of the uh, most uh, dangerous phrases in uh, uh, aviation of any stripe is firm uh, com- uh, firm order backlog because they they do disappear. But um, Textron. Uh, they seem to have a, a pretty solid order book um, and, you know, their their backlog has been growing pretty significantly. It was up to five point one billion at the end of the second quarter. Um, so in terms of of local hiring, uh, did their CEO, uh, Textron Inc., the parent company, their CEO, Scott Donnelly, had said earlier this year that they were adding around 100 net new jobs a month. Um, so, you know, you count, you factor in attrition and everything, and and they're still adding every month and that that was going to continue for the foreseeable future. And so you look at their job fairs and just all the, they've, they've really opened up a multi-pronged recruiting approach. They've increased pay for existing workers. They've increased their starting base salary. They've added benefits. They've added a on-site health clinic. Um, they've started new internship programs, expanded apprenticeship programs. They even started what they call a returnship program. So for those folks that were maybe out of the job market for the last year or two years, um, folks that have some experience that are ready to get back in there, they're they're really tapping every every uh, sector of the labor market they can find. And I think that's just an indicator of of how many people they feel like they're going to need. Um, over the next three three to five years as as they work their way through this backlog. And hopefully that backlog um, stays stable and maybe even continues to grow. So I think in terms of, of hiring and also, you know, for supply shops uh, in Wichita, um, it, it's just, it's it's got to be a much better feeling than folks would have thought if you had told them, you know, October 2020, um, what are we going to be feeling October 2022 on business jets and general aviation, um, uh, particularly uh, in relation to Textron Aviation? Um, I think they're they're just in a much better position than anybody really foresaw uh, would be the case this quickly. This may be a crystal ball question, but but look ahead a little bit. Can can you see? Textron Aviation becoming the city's largest employer. You know, I'm kind of a stats nerd, and that's one of the lists we do each year is largest employers. And yep. Spirit Aerosystems has consistently been number one, and Textron's been number two. What do you th- What do you think long term? You know, I, I think next year especially that'll be real interesting to watch, um, primarily because uh, Spirit has outlined 
uh, some pretty uh, significant growth plans as well. But that's so largely tied to the 737 MAX from Boeing. And there's been uh, just um, there's been it's been slower ramping up uh, since the return of the MAX than than Boeing and Spirit. Uh, thought there would be. So I, you know, it wouldn't be, they're separated by maybe 500, 1,000 workers right now, somewhere in that range, Spirit a little bit ahead, I think, but Textron's adding so rapidly and Spirit is is too, to some degree, but I think next year it'll be real interesting to watch. I think uh, uh, Textron Aviation could could overtake them for the largest uh, employer in Wichita, and then uh, we'll kind of see how commercial shakes out uh, in 2023 and and where they go from there. But I, I think there's a definite chance there. There was a time that Cessna, uh, when it was Cessna alone, was the largest employer. So I think it, it could get back there in the next couple of years, at least for a time. It's it's not really a competition, but it's a it's something that we, you yes. and I enjoy looking at every yes. now and then as you write stories about hiring here in the city. Um, talk a little bit more about the parts distribution center announcement that came this week. And, and for the for the center in Southwest Wichita, what what are the the nuggets about it that are important to know? Yeah, so it's a hundred and eighty thousand square foot expansion of their existing uh, parts and distribution center that's out there on their uh, main headquarters uh, uh, by the campus of uh, Eisenhower Airport. Um, they've expanded uh, distribution uh, work quite a bit in Europe in the last few years, particularly Dusseldorf, um, and so now they're bringing some of that. Uh, expansion work back uh, to the states and back back to Wichita, um, which is, uh, again, just an indicator. Uh, the U.S. market has been, uh, as it always is, but especially in this resurgence since COVID, uh, flight activity and orders and things like that have really been dominated in North America, but particularly in the United States. Um, so they're obviously building to to keep up uh, with with demand, and they'll have that uh, right here, you know, a great geographical location for them, center of the country. So they're expecting work to begin on that project uh, at really uh, right away, uh, probably this month and uh, certainly in the fourth quarter and hoping to have it uh, up and running or at least completed by the end of 2023. Uh, their CEO, Ron Draper, told me uh, before MBAA talking about the expansion that they'd build it as fast as they could because uh, they they are obviously ready to go and, and uh, ready to service an ever increasing uh, number of aircraft uh, out there in the fleet. So it was a it was a good announcement for Wichita and uh, we should see dirt moving out there southwest Wichita pretty soon. Another big announcement or two big announcements from Textron this week at NBAA were, were the, the jet orders uh, that they announced. One, 14 jets from Fly Exclusive. I hope I'm getting these names right. And then 20 citations from Fly Alliance, which is a, which is a charter operator. Uh, what's interesting to you about those deals? Well, it's interesting. Normally, you would you would expect, uh, you know, fleet announcements like that. Uh, you certainly get them at commercial uh, air shows like the Paris Air Show or Farnborough, um, a lot of of business jet backlog is is you know individual customers buying buying one jet uh, at a time and and maybe upgrading from a previous one, um, which uh, there's some benefit to that just in terms of the the stickiness of the backlog in the long term. But 
those are, you know, sizable, sizable orders. And obviously the charter market has done really well. Um, everyone's attributed uh, a lot of this business jet uh, growth to new customers coming to the market um, that could afford it, that maybe just hadn't made the jump from commercial in the past to private aviation um, using the pandemic uh, as kind of a springboard into the market. So um, charter companies are capitalizing on that, but then they need aircraft, which means, you know, Textron Aviation capitalizes on new production. So they were, uh, you know, sizable orders. And uh, I, I just think it's, again, indicative of what they they believe to be, uh, you know, a continued demand environment um, that uh, hopefully grows. Uh, some forecasts have it growing quite a bit uh, over the next uh, eight to 10 years. Um, after maybe a, a a bit of a plateau the next couple of years, there's some expectation that it'll grow even more the second half of the decade. So um, just continuing to build that backlog and, and then then they got to go through the process of workforce, uh, supply chain issues. Although Draper said that, that on their side, supply chain issues seem to be um, uh, shoring up and and not as bad as they were in the past. So uh, hopefully that gets us uh, into the second half of the decade and and has them has us building just a lot of airplanes in Wichita. You, you mentioned Ron Draper. You t- you talked with the the president and CEO of, of Textron Aviation here in the past week. Um, he said a lot of things about a lot of different areas of the industry. What stood out to you? I think again, just that uh, the stickiness of of the demand that they're seeing. Um, they were talking about uh, week, even week over week bookings are continuing to improve. So uh, they're still seeing demand. They're still having a lot of conversations with customers, and they're seeing uh, just a continuation of that new uh, new entrant uh, to the market. Uh, like thirty percent of their production is now uh, to concept customers, which is is pretty amazing. So they're seeing that continued influx of new people to private aviation. And um, the other thing too, really, um, you know, everybody worries about a bubble bursting, of course, obviously with our experience in Wichita, but um, something they've they've uh, spoken with me and others several times is kind of how different they are as a company now, just in terms of the size and the scope of production. So there's a lot less, I mean, I guess for lack of a better term, there's a lot less room to fall out than there was from uh, 2008 uh, when you went from over 400 planes a year to practically nothing overnight. And obviously we felt the pain from that. So, um, you know, they're, they feel like they're more right-sized, I think now, and uh, would be able, if there is a downturn um, uh, to some degree, to, to be able to mitigate some of that. Um, uh, certainly on the workforce front uh, in ways they weren't able to last time. So I think just the the overall optimism and and uh, what they see is a resiliency of of the market that's been built up around them. So uh, hopefully that, like I said, that holds and we get to a second half of the decade where, uh, you know, that backlog is is churning out aircraft out of West and East Wichita. For, for business jet leaders who have been in the business the past 15 years, the the economic crash, uh, the crisis, and then uh, and then COVID, I imagine that any optimism has to be cautious optimism. Um, it is, or yeah. is it just full throttle ahead? <laughs> well, you know that's one of the things that that I think uh, is a lesson learned. Um, they they 
while they still see uh, demand out outpacing supply right now, um, there, there's some real uh, caution in terms of not getting out over their skis uh, this time around, um, trying to uh, keep keep things uh, as uh, relegated as they can so they don't get too big and then fall too far if something happens. So um, hopefully, and, and the industry's changed so much since 2008 and, and certain companies have gone by the wayside and production and other sectors, you know, we saw, we've seen the Learjet here end recently. So uh, fewer uh, contestants out there and uh, just a, a feeling of of maybe a, a more secure customer base, I think this time around. And we won't, we won't, I, I don't think anybody thinks we're going to ever see numbers like we saw, uh, you know, 2007 and even into 2008 before the collapse when uh, it, it was just, uh, the, the they were astounding, uh, the industry-wide delivery numbers. So I think folks feel like it's a right-sized market and they've got their businesses right size to compete within that. If there was any disappointing news for the for Textron Aviation this week, it was the announcement of the Denali is kind of pushed back debut date. Uh, how much of a setback is that? Talk about what that means. I don't think it's too much of a setback. They attributed it uh, primarily. So they're going to be about a year later or so in service entry on the Denali, which is a, a single engine turboprop. Um, and the uh, kind of primary reason is it is a brand new engine. So it's it's a brand new plane tip to tail, but uh, kind of the the showstopper for it is this new catalyst engine from GE Aviation. Um, and GE said uh, in May that they were about halfway done on uh, the certification work that they need for that. Um, so it, it's tied to that. Um, I think the uh, company leaders are still really optimistic about uh, about the Denali and and uh, say that customers are still really looking forward to it. Um, I think it's just an indicator of of a new day in the regulatory environment. Um, during that uh, pre MBAA meeting, uh, Draper was asked but did not spe uh, comment specifically on the 737 Max. So obviously the fallout from the the Boeing crashes has changed uh, the the FAA and and how it works with companies. So he wouldn't comment directly on that, but he did you know he did insinuate that it is a a different and and uh, uh, more difficult uh, regulatory environment from the per, uh, standpoint of a of an OEM. But you know for for uh, citizens, that could probably be a good thing. So I, I think it's just kind of a new uh, lay of the land for uh, aircraft makers. Uh, and I think we'll probably see some of this baked in in the future and future, uh, future scheduling, um, just that it's going to take longer to certify new aircraft like this, which, you know, that leads to they've had uh, great success out there recently with uh, upgrade programs. So they're taking existing airframes and and uh, upgrading primarily the cabins uh like the xls gen 2 m2 gen 2 things like that so you have aircraft that are essentially certified uh, or are certified already and then you know you make them a little more appealing to customers with with the things the customers tell them they need and you know you can get those turned around uh through uh the certification process pretty fast um and and start uh 
you know, stimulating uh, purchases that way. So they've been pretty happy with that program, both on the King Air and on the Citation line. So they, they, they'll continue looking at upgrades. And um, when we see a brand new business jet, it, you know, I, I couldn't tell you, uh, everybody kind of keeps thinking maybe they'll, they'll go into that full large cabin environment someday that they had once thought about. Uh, with the Columbus, ironically, right before the, uh, well, not ironically, because uh, it makes perfect sense, is right before the financial crash. And so they are looking to get in that very largest sector uh, of of aircraft, highest margin. Um, and so that's still out there for them someday, but they've been real happy with the super midsize longitude. Um, and, and that's their new flagship and, and they've, that's been selling well. Um, so, uh, we'll see where they go with, with new production in the future, but I think with the Denali, um, they're just, uh, finding themselves in a new regulatory environment. And I don't think ultimately, I don't think, I don't see it as a threat to the program or anything like that. And, uh, I think eventually we'll, we'll see, uh, deliveries, uh, starting out of Wichita, uh, second half, 2024, early 25. That sounds good. Um, this NBAA was not totally a Textron Aviation joy fest. There were other companies <laughs> there, of course. Uh, what other pieces of news from NBAA caught your eye? I think, uh, uh, you know, a few things. Uh, the overarching theme, again, was the influx of, of new customers to the market, um, just from uh, NBAA CEO's Ed Boland's outlook to some of the industry forecasts like that of Honeywell and, and some other uh, consultancy firms out there, uh, seeing this uh, uh, kind of new customer base uh, building up uh, the industry uh, through the rest of the decade. Um, and then you see them preparing for the the uh, growth of the fleet and the aftermarket services work. So just as Textron announced its expansion here in Wichita, you had Gulfstream announce uh, some new MRO uh, expansion and and uh, other manufacturers announce uh, similar expansions. Bombardier's doing some cabin interior upgrade work as well. So they're trying to keep, uh, you know, products fresh and, and enticing to customers. So, but I think the biggest thing for me was uh, just that um, the, the obvious investment in aftermarket services. Uh, it seems like everyone anticipates a large installed fleet um, and they're all going to try to take care of their own. And so that you see a lot of the money going towards that right now, as opposed necessarily to brand new aircraft. Mm -hmm. Well, it'll be interesting to keep following. Um, well, be sure to listeners be sure to catch Daniel's cover story in this week's Wichita Business Journal on Textron's big week at NBAA. Nobody covers aviation in Wichita like Daniel, and we appreciate him being here <laughs> to, to talk about the convention and, and Textron Aviation's big week. Thanks, Daniel. Yeah, you bet. Thanks for having me, Kirk. Well, that's it for Biz Talk with Bill Roy this week, episode 281. Check out all our podcast episodes at our Biz Talk with Bill Roy hub. It's at wichitabusinessjournal.com. Thank you for listening and subscribing. Biz Talk with Bill Roy is a production of the Wichita Business Journal. Thanks very much to our sponsor, Equity Bank. Forgetting the business concept turned out to be the easy part. The challenges that follow is where Equity Bank comes in. Equity Bank was built by entrepreneurs for entrepreneurs. Let them help your business evolve and solve your challenges. Tomorrow is here. Visit them today at equitybank.com forward slash evolve. Be well and be safe. 
have a profitable week.